Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. You know, we would love to hear from you. We, we want to, you know, if you want to send us an email, you can email us podcast at rhema.org. Rhema spelled R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. And if you have any suggestions, just want to talk about the podcast, tell us how much you do like it, do not like it or whatever, you know, we'd like to hear from you. Once again, um, we are recording on May the 28th and T-Mac is not in the building oh, once no again. T-Mac. No T-Mac. Yeah, he, he um, happens to be on vacation. I think it's somewhere in Florida. He, somewhere on the beach. I, I don't know. He's having a good time. We have our OK Roof Nerd, Loudmouth, Marty Grisham once again, yes. sitting in T-Mac space, um, holding down the chair. It's an honor. It's an honor to be here and helping T-Mac while he's gone. He's a blessing. Yes, he, he is a blessing, and hopefully you didn't get sunburned or anything like that. Well, yeah. well you actually mentioned Loudmouth Prayer. I'm glad you mentioned that. So yes. Loudmouth <laughs> Prayer is a prayer organization that my wife and I started in the last month or so. And every day for the city of Tulsa, we get as many people as we can to join us in prayer. Look for us, Loudmouth Prayer, on Facebook. We'll soon be on Telegram. We are also on YouTube and Rumble. Check us out. We'll be having a www.loudmouthprayer.org coming up real soon. So thanks for asking about that, Pastor Craig. Yes, yeah, Loudmouth Prayer. And also, you know, it is tornado season. We want to make sure if someone has roof damage or things like that, okayroofnerds.com. Okayroofnerds.com. We do residential and commercial roofing, one near you. Well, once again, our guest is Cliffy Pooh, who is no stranger to the podcast. Um, but he's behind the mic this time, actually. As actually in front of the in mic. In front of the mic, whatever Cliffy it might Poo. be. Yeah. Cliffy Poo. His name is Cliff Payton. He's one of our teachers here at Raymond. Also, he does all things audio here. RSIAudio.com. Check it out. Um, if you need some audio needs or video needs at your local church or ministry. Anyway, um, Marty, I was noticing used to our, our guests, they actually had small chairs. But, but now that Cliff becomes one of our guests so to yeah. speak he actually has a chair just like us well um security called a while ago and said that cliff may be coming up here in the middle of the night rearranging furniture in all the rooms so i don't know just pray about it pastor yes. craig pray about it so so like he threw the chair over there behind you and then he found a big one i don't know where it, see you have to understand here on campus we have stuff stored all over the place and so i'm sure you just found it in some room somewhere that nobody's I did. used i've actually found it in the choir room in the There's, choir room I, I changed two chairs down there and took two of these oh, so, i want them to match so now. we swapped chairs yes so furniture now, from so, four decades but, but now every guest coming to the podcast now will have a bigger chair mm-hmm. So, so do you wow. want him to have a smaller chair? I can go get some of that out of the children's department and have him sit in a smaller now, chair. Now, <laughs> you teach a class in Rhema Biblical Studies on the minor prophets, but if we had a major prophet teacher come, would we need a bigger chair? A um, bigger chair for the major prophet. Okay. <laughs> Just asking. Anyway, um, once again, we are on Instagram and on, on Facebook at um, Rhema Podcast. So be sure to like our, like our page. And So... Um, Today we were talking about, you know, before this podcast, we were talking about maybe some things we might want to talk about. And, you know, I started thinking about it's one thing to get saved. You know, many of us, we, we, we remember when we first had that salvation experience or some, some of us remember whenever we came back and rededicated our, 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 our life to the Lord. And, you know, getting saved, I just was on, on a, a plane the other day, flew to Tampa, for some wonderful meetings. We may talk about that on another podcast. And, um, you know, before you get on the plane, you have to get a thing called a boarding pass. 
And, and then obviously you get that boarding pass, and when you get on the plane, you, you actually hand that boarding pass to to the. The, the gate official or whatever, but it seems like, you know, a lot of times when people's salvation experience, they get saved, they get their boarding pass to heaven and they're just waiting to cash it in. And then they just kind of exist in life for however many years until the prophet, you know, sounds or till, till they pass away here. But I think there's a lot, a big difference between getting saved and actually having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that one of the things, one of the problems in Christianity today is actually not knowing who Jesus is. Yeah. Not not really have having the heart of God on the inside or the spirit of God. We do have the spirit of God, but, but not using that spirit yeah. um, that, that, that we have on the inside. And so today I want to just kind of talk about having a true relationship with Jesus. You know, and, and not not just having, you know, you know, it's one thing. Obviously I know both of you guys really well. You know, we have a relationship. We, mm-hmm. we talk, um, we, we text, yeah. and we send jokes, and yeah. we, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, but, you know, if you have true friends, you know your friends. Yeah. yeah. And so wouldn't you want to know your Heavenly Father or basically talk about joint heirs, I mean, you know, with Jesus. I mean, he's like, like our brother. I mean, wouldn't we want to know Jesus? Wouldn't we want to know his nature? I mean, he does, the Spirit of the living God dwells on the inside of us. And so many of us, you know... Even when we, some of us, you know, obviously, Marty, I know you're really big into, into praying. I mean, loudmouthprayer.com yeah. um, and coming soon. Um, and so, um, you know, when a lot of people pray, all they do is they're doing all the talking and Jesus isn't talking to them. They're yeah. always telling, telling the Lord what they want, what they need, you know, get it to me now, you know, or, or whatever. But, but let's talk about having a relationship with, with Jesus Christ. What do you think yeah. about that, Marty? Um. You know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The Word was God. And and then I memorized, I did not memorize all the other scriptures until verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, which that was pointing to uh, the writer John. We're quoting um, the Gospel of John, the first chapter. Um, You jump down to verse 14, it shows that Jesus was the Word. Um, I'll say this. It was a few years ago. For about three years, it was almost every four or five days, the Holy Spirit was just pounding on me about the importance of God's Word. It was just Mm -hmm. this consistent flow of revelation. He was just bringing things to me. I wasn't asking him about revelation of the Word. But what he was getting was just getting inside of me the importance of the Word in our life. It is everything. It's what your dad's taught us. It's what you teach us. It's what your grandpa. It's the very center of of Rhema Bible Training Center, yeah. the word first, the spirit second. Dad Hagen taught that all the time. The reason why the word comes first is because the spirit will make you fruity, nutty, and flaky, and you go off on the wrong way. The word keeps you stable. So just in your relationship with Jesus on a daily basis, it's 100% about fellowshipping with the word of God as well because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So when you spend time in the word, when you fellowship in the word, when you meditate, which really what is meditating, it's not thinking on it. Uh, the word meditation in Joshua 1.8, it's actually meaning to mutter, to speak the word of God over yourself. As you're fellowshipping in the word of God, you're fellowshipping with God, you're fellowshipping with Jesus, and you're maturing in that daily walk and relationship with him. Yeah. You, you know, um, speaking of talking about the word being made flesh, you know, my grandfather in a number of his books, he, he talked about 
one of the reasons, and he actually uh, he was talking on this book about relationship about healing. One of the people, reason people do not get healed or even get their needs met is they don't know what the word says. Yeah. You know, and, and now he was talking about the Bible, but, but, you know, we need to know the word, yeah. you know, the written word, but we also need to know the word Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and actually, once again, back to our school song that I helped write the word in the spirit, the sweet Holy ghost, <laughs> you know, you know, and we, we need to know the word and the spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so many Christians don't really have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not saying they're not saved. I'm saying that they, you know, okay, here at this ministry, obviously, you know, my parents still being alive, just still, still, you know, they're the ones who run, um, can I take a ministry right Bible church? You know, they're, my dad is, is, is the president. Um, my mom actually is the chief financial officer, but nothing happens without finances. <laughs> I mean, so, so pretty much even, even though, I'm the coup of the ministry, you know, um, the chief operating officer. But really, there's not a whole lot I can do without without some, you know, they have to be behind some of the things that, that I want to do. You know, and, but I don't know how many times people come up with, with ideas or, or things that maybe they think that we should do as a ministry. And um, and they usually want it by me first because I, they know that I know the heart of my parents. And exactly. I, know, I know whether that they would think yeah. that was something that that really fits in with our vision yeah. or if that's something outside the vision or or maybe it's something that maybe um that hasn't been our vision so to speak but maybe it's it's something they might entertain and so they run that by me because they know that I know their heart they know that I, I that you know obviously been here at the ministry ever since I was 3 years old <laughs> um and in fact um you know at this ministry meeting I was at you know I I don't know how many times that people were telling me that they watch me every day on YouTube. Wow. And I'm like, man, you listen to all my messages? And they're like, no. We, we, we watch your grandfather as he ministers <laughs> on some of those yeah. YouTube videos, <laughs> and you're always right behind him. Yeah. Now, you know, actually what I never thought about <laughs> when this is all happening, you know, I, I'm just doing my job, um, you know, being there, you know, helping my grandfather. But they look at it, it was like, you know, you were always there to lift him up, to support him, to you know, to you know, once again, I, I knew what he wanted and what he didn't want. His 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 nature, mm-hmm. you know. But how many of us we don't we if we do know the nature of God, we sure don't act like we know His nature. Uh-uh. Yeah, you know, true. But because I mean, you know, the Bible says you should know them by their fruits. You know, it talks about you know the the, the I am the vine, you you are the branches, and you know the you know the, the word being on the inside of us, and um, and so so many times. People don't act like they that you know they don't act what we call like Christ like, you know. Maybe actually, have you ever heard people say that God is my co-pilot? Yeah, I have. I mean that, that that actually bothers me because shouldn't God be our pilot? No, that's that's right. That's I, mean, I am a pilot, yeah, and, a pilot, and one of the things is is the co-pilot's there if for some reason you can't fulfill your duties in as chief pilot, then the co-pilot has to do it. I'd rather have. Jesus do it. Uh, Cliff said duties. <laughs> Sorry. He said it. I mean, it wouldn't mean. Okay, what were you so, saying, Cliff? Go ahead. So anyway, um, I know uh, my my flight instructor, for instance, he's um, he's actually flying a plane, different plane today. And um, he told me, he goes, basically what I do in this particular plane 
is I'm flying right seat, which is a co-pilot, and all I do is read the checklist and then answer the radio. That don't sound like flying the plane to me. <laughs> no, no. But, I, you know, me personally, I love flying, so it didn't matter if I'm right seat or left seat. I still like like it. But at the same time, the pilot, the co- the the captain is is the one that's flying the plane. Yeah. No, but but something else, though, yes, he is flying right seat. He, you know, he's just reading charts and talking on the radio, which is something Marty and I might could do, so it would be a little bit funny. You know, but, but the thing is, is... But he's been trained to be the pilot, so if something happened to the pilot, he could take over and fly the plane, right. which is something Marty and I could not do. Yes. Exactly. You know, so, you know, and, and that's the thing is that we're trying to be the pilot. We're, we're trying to be the one in charge when we need to let him be in charge. That's exactly and right. And fall after his nature yeah. and his ability. I mean, that's yeah. actually one of the songs. You know, remember the song we used to sing a long time ago, his nature, his ability. I but you know, the life of God in me. Yes, the life of God in me. That was the song right there. He was, just danced. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? See, we need to get Anthony up here. Our, 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 Human jukebox. Human jukebox. You know, we need to call him up there. If we, we did something to Cliffy Poo here, singing and dancing, it's not really. Well, I'll say this: there's no successful relationship without really good communication. Oh. Yeah. Learning to communicate with Jesus, learning to fellowship and communicate on a daily basis. I like what Smith Wigglesworth said. He said, "I do not know God unless I know the Word." Yeah. He yeah. said, "I only know Him by the Word." Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is, is I I think part of it is, you know, we all get busy. Life is busy. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying right there, run with that, because that is I've dealt my whole life. I've been here 23 years. You've been here 103 years. <laughs> and uh, my whole time here, that's been one of the things I've run into was the busyness of my day. How do I balance fellowship with Jesus in that? Well, one of the, I, I will say this that. I'm an audio guy, okay? What do you need? And um, the girl that's helping us produce the, the shows, this last this two, is, is Esther. And um, not, I, not the Esther in the Bible. No, Esther. Is she a Esther, Esther Spinson? She's actually <laughs> Esther Pooh. <laughs> Esther Pooh. Her dad is actually one of my volunteers years and years and years ago. And so, well, even before she was thought of. But anyway. Um, you can ask her when she, has she a mom gets to. Yeah, she also this worked there for many years too. Yes, she lives. She doesn't have a car right now, so she lives around the corner from my house. So I go pick her up from work, and probably ninety nine percent of the time, what is my what's my uh, in my car? I have healing scriptures playing. Nice. You know, there's a situation in my She's body. Shaking her head, yes. So, so okay. you're not lying. We just want to make sure. So yeah. So and you know, and the thing is, is. I const I'm, I'm constantly listening to the healing scriptures. Now, what I also did is got the healing scripture book, pulled out my Bible, and went through and marked them, nice. because it's it's making an indelible. Anytime I have, I call it void space. Even though we're busy, yeah. I have got my. I, I downloaded MP3s of Brother Hagen and other ministers that I like. And also, um, I'm, I'm not giving you. Uh, what is that? I don't have my phone with me, but um, version. I have version yeah. on there because you yeah. can click on it, and it'll actually say uh, – it'll um, read audio. it to you. Yeah, yeah, it's the audio of it. And yeah. there's – I don't know how many times I may be driving from here to the airport or driving from here to there. That is on because it constantly keeps my mind in 
in that direction. I'm not saying it's completely in that yeah. direction because I'm driving and stuff like that, but it's it's filling it's filling my mind with, and I don't know how much revelation I've got from going from one point to the another, and it, and it's based on the word. And here's the thing: is is I'll never forget practically every book I've ever read with Brother Hagen. In the back of it, what does it say? Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's part of the the yeah. the the um, key to it is we've got to make sure we understand, and we do. And you can get, I know over the last ten years, my wife and I've had this discussion quite a few times, of where this just seems like there's so much to do. Like God wants me to pray, He wants me to be in the Word, He wants all of these things every day. Pray for the, you know, so many things. It's. It, I remember many times I felt overwhelmed. Oh yeah. And then just in time, as I grew older and understood more, I knew that just the thing in front of you right now, do it really well. And then whatever comes on. Now, your mom, Pastor um, Pastor Craig's mom, Miss Lynette Hagen, said one of the best I'd ever heard. It really influenced me. I was in, this would have been, what, 1999? I was in her first or second year class. It was on church administration. And she said, I remember the story so clearly. She said she was completely overwhelmed with so much to do. And it seemed like she was just getting stressed out and everything. And the Lord spoke to her and said, why are you touching all the things of tomorrow and the next days? I've only graced you for today. Yeah, I the remember The grace that. to the ability to operate and a fellowship is just on you now for what you're doing now. And so like this moment right now we give glory to god and then i'm driving home i can pray in tongues five minutes or i can listen to the word five minutes and not try to just wipe away all the important jobs and all the tasks of my day as a, a husband and a dad and a business owner and a loudmouth. but i just try to take the thing in front of me right now and mix jesus in it and fellowship with him right now mm-hmm you know, I finally looked up the scripture here in John 15 to talk about uh, abiding. And I, I want to read that. Um, starting with verse 4, Jesus talking, he says, abide, abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So, you know, if we don't abide in Jesus, now what do you mean by abiding in Jesus? I mean, having his nature, his, yeah. you know, and being a doer of God's word. It goes on, verse number five says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Well, if you don't know Jesus, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, absolutely. So what does it say if you don't abide in him, if you're not being a doer of his word? If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered away. And, and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. So, you know, th- there are a lot of Christians, I believe, that, that are withering away because, yeah. you know, they might have their boarding pass, but they're not abiding in, in the things of God. I mean, they're not being a doer of the things of God. They're just existing. It goes on to say, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So people want to know, hey, well, why is things not happening for me? Well, maybe you're not. You need to get into the word. What does yeah. the word say? Mm-hmm. Well, what, 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 you know, how many times have we heard my grandfather say, what does the word say? God says that I believe and that settles it for me. I mean, I, I know what the word says. The, the word of God has been shed abroad in my heart. I can quote scriptures left and right, you know, but it goes on to say that um, by this, my father's glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Verse number nine, as the father loved me, I also have loved you abide in my love. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my father's commands and abide in his love. 
these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. goes on to say, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And so, you know, a lot of Christians say, well, I have trouble with my love walk. Well, that's because you have trouble with your Jesus walk. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not abiding that's in it. Jesus. Exactly. And when you're not abiding in him, the love of God is not coming out. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes I guess we can make an excuse for somebody with well, the reason they're so mean. And, and because there are a lot of Christians that, that aren't, aren't the nicest people in the world. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, they're judgmental, they're, they're mean, they're rude, they're hurt, hurtful, and they say hurtful things. Because, you know, I believe if we have the nature of God on the inside... I mean, it's not our nature to hurt people. Uh-uh. I, 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 I never saw where, where Jesus went around hurting people. You know, it says he went around doing good, you know, preaching, teaching, and healing. And even though the Pharisees and the Sadducees and other people UCs, all those UCs people, I mean, that came against Jesus, I don't see anywhere in the world where Jesus cursed those people. No. But he still loved them. In fact, I think the ultimate love is whenever he's hanging on the cross and, and everyone's mocking him. And, you know, they put him in a situation that he shouldn't be in, in the natural. Yeah. Now, we know it was fulfilling revelation. And we know that it was fulfilling the Old Testament when mm-hmm. we go in the Old Testament. It's a fulfillment of what has to happen. Even Jesus said, Lord, if there be any other way, let, let's go the other way. But this was the only way because he is the way, the truth, the light. And that no man comes to the Father except through him. And so... It, it, it was fulfilling prophecy. So these people were mocking Jesus. I mean, the same people that, that a, a few days ago were loving Jesus and saying, Hosanna to the highest and all that. Those are the same people. Same yeah. people, yeah. You know, that's how people are. People are fickle. And people, you know, whatever's popular. You know, it is interesting how in 2020, 2021, we've seen people swap. I mean, switch. I've seen people that used to be really good friends with people that, yeah. I mean, they unfriend them on Facebook. They have nothing to do with them because whether whether they don't you know jive politically political differences or, or medical all, differences you know, all kinds of differences yeah. but you know we are one body yeah. in in Jesus Christ there there is it says there's no greek and hebrew yeah. i mean mm-hmm. you know, so so you know it's red yellow black and white we're oppressors in a sight we're, we're we're together i mean you know unity and harmony but i know the devil tries to get us apart and but you know if we abide in him abide in his love and we have his love in our heart we're not going to hurt other people. Yeah. And so the reason that people are hurting people, if we would strive to have a relationship with Jesus Christ like we should have, you know, um, then I, I believe we, we would quit hurting people. Yeah. Because God is love. His yeah. nature is love. You know, and, and so we're supposed to be examples of God. See, Jesus was said, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Well, when Jesus walked the earth, all we saw was love. I mean, even the woman th- that was caught in the midst of adultery, remember they, they were going to stone her? Yeah. And she looked at I mean, he looked at him, and, you know, love and compassion and mercy came upon him. And he said, he without sin cast the first stone. Well, you know, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've all messed up. And I know a lot of times Christians are real judgmental because somebody messes up. I'm here to tell you, I, I don't care how spiritual you are. I mean, every, every one of us in this room has messed up. Absolutely. Every one of you listen to this podcast all around the world. I don't care where you may be. We've all messed up. Some of us have messed up a little bit. Some of us have messed up a lot. Some of us messed up more publicly. Some of us have messed up in private. But we've all done things 
that that we shouldn't have done. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Jesus loves us in spite of our shortcomings. And we, being Christians, should love people in spite of what, what they've done wrong. Because that's that's fulfillment of what Jesus did. And we're supposed to be, you know, a doer of God's word. And we're supposed to walk in love. And, you know, he says, greater love has no one, you know, um, has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. I mean, so so Jesus laid his life down for, for us, but he says that we should love one another as he has loved us. And so um, ultimately, he said, you know, he made a sacrifice for us. And so sometimes maybe we need to make sacrifices for everybody. I'm not saying you yeah. got to die for somebody else. Yeah. But, but so you need good. to die to your own self. Yeah. You know, because your, your human nature wants to come back and say, you know what? You hurt me. I'm going to hurt you. But no, the, the nature of God says you hurt me. But you know what? I'm going to continue to love you mm-hmm. in spite of how you act toward me because that's how God is. Yep. God loved, in fact, the Bible says that nothing, you know, nothing means no thing. No thing can separate <laughs> us from the love of God. Yeah. And maybe you're out there and you're saying, Craig, I need to learn about that kind of love. You know, I, I don't have that kind of love in my life. And so maybe you need to go to your computer, go to your smartphone and go to rbtc.org and check out Rama Bible Training College. Because when you come to Rama, you can find about, about the nature of God. That, that dwells on the inside of us. You can find out, you know, sometimes, you know, what happens is we get saved, but no one disciples us. No one trains us into what we need to do. And we're just kind of hanging out there, you know, rbtc.org, go on there, um, give us your information. We're going to have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you more about Rama, send you some more information about the college, and also maybe try to set up a tour. And, and we are accepting applications right now. I mean, you, you can go to rbtc.com and apply right now if you want to, because yeah. we're accepting applications right now for the 2021-2022 school year. And I tell you, man, we're having record numbers are applying right now. So you want to get in and, and, and get that application in and, and you know, Get here, to, you know, to, to to Broken Arrow, Tulsa area, Oklahoma. Um, you know, and I mean, I tell you what, it'll be life changing for you. Absolutely. But yep. you know, you know, we were also talking about how, unfortunately, it seems that a lot of churches are not preaching the word. You know, the I know a few weeks ago we talked to Reverend David Kramer. We did a wonderful job at our at our 47th commencement here at Rainbow Training College. Yeah. And he was talking about his church. He's going back to the basics. And, you know, and if we're getting people Amen. saved every day, we, you know, they need to have a basics of faith. And they need to understand the basics, how to, flow, how to follow after the leading of God in our life and, you know, how to flow in the spirit, how to pray, those easy things. And, you know, a lot of churches, I mean, I don't like to say this, but, it, you know, just to kind of be a little funny. A lot of churches, you know, you know, they say, I go to my church to get fed. Well, a lot of your churches are, are feeding you frosted flakes and fruity pebbles. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, those are kids' cereal. You look them up on Google if, if you want to. Oh, wow. Them. Yeah. Google. Frosted flakes and, and fruity pebbles. Nothing wrong with eating the cereal. I mean, I ate those. Well, maybe there might be wrong with my nutritionist. Wouldn't be really be real happy with me eating frosted flakes and fruity pebbles. <laughs> you, know, but, you know, but, you know, if you want to have that for, for breakfast because you're a kid. But, you know, sometimes we've got to grow up. Yeah. Yep. And we got to. We got to put away the Bible talk, put away childish things, put away our frosted flakes and fruity pebbles and get into the word. The, I've seen the more I grow, the faster I repent. Uh, Kate McVeigh, Reverend Kate McVeigh, yes. if you know her, amazing woman of God, Rayma grad, very close to your family, calls mm-hmm. your mom and dad, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate McVeigh said years ago, the quickest way to give the devil a black eye is to repent immediately when you miss it. 
And so that's, I've added a little bit to that. The quickest way to give the devil a black eye is to forgive someone or repent as quick as you can. Um, I tell you what has helped me some uh, lately is I get up in the morning and I start with a consecration prayer. You know, we study the prayer of faith. We yeah. study the prayer of agreement. There's a, you know, praying in tongues. There's a lot of different prayers we do. But I had never been consistent with the prayer of consecration. So now I get up. I get up in the morning, somewhere between 3 and 5. There's no telling. It's always very early. And I start off so with So it's about the time I'm going to bed. About the time you're going to bed. Yeah. And uh, I went to bed at three last night. Really? Yes. Well, now you flew in from a, you yeah. know, from another state. Yeah, but I was, I was <laughs> went to bed at three like all this week. Not, not, not normal. I normally do go to bed like at two or one, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So I just start the morning with a consecra- consecration where I basically say, you know, because you know, it's, it's like your mom said, we're graced for today. Yeah. We're not graced. Holy Spirit told your mom, we're not graced for an event coming up next month. We're graced for what we're doing now. And so I say, Lord, um, I, I take that grace for today. Help me, Lord, to stay focused on you. Help me to fellowship. And I just give my life. To, there's the consecration. I just give my life to you today. I give my mouth to you. I give my thoughts to you. And that's a really good way to just start that. You know, if there's a scripture that says if the first fruit is holy, the whole day is holy, the whole lump is holy. And so I just I love to try to start that morning with this time of consecration, even if it's just five minutes, it's normally pretty quick. But I, I suggest to the listeners, if you're not doing that, just start doing that. Mm-hmm. And it gets you in, a, in a, a flow of an immediate fellowship every day. One thing I was, I've, I've been meditating on the last several days is, is what is a disciple? Okay. Jesus said not for us to make converts. He said to make disciples. When you go back and start looking at Jesus, he spent time with these people yeah he rebuked them for doing stupid stuff he changed attitudes but he also taught them the word how he said if you've seen me you've seen the father and where a lot of people aren't i say a lot of people that's not really where i see people is a lot of times they want to be babied and you know like you know, us us four in this room, we get to the point where growth is okay. I have to change. I have to change. You know, it's like yeah. give a, a a pilot illustration. If I'm flying from here to California, and I'm only a half a degree off, I may be fifty miles off by the time I get to California. Yeah. But the thing is, is we're constantly tweaking on ourselves yeah updating um, updating changing things because we may we're not perfect but at the same time we're trying to make us a disciple a learner i looked that up last night it's just it's a learner somebody that actually you know you saw people in deci- uh, different disciples and they looked like their master wow Wow. They looked like their master. They acted like their master. They could tell what did the said. They could tell they was with Jesus. How? By their actions, by what they said. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, the same way as if um, if there is a minister who happens to be a Raymer graduate or happens to be someone who's closely been associated with our ministry. Yeah. I read my grandfather's books or whatever. You can tell by the way they minister, even if they don't even say, well, 
you know, a lot of times they do quote my grandfather, but even if they don't quote him, just by the way they preach, by the way they carry themselves. Now, it is interesting because I've seen some of those people, and then for whatever reason, you know, people get busy and they kind of get away from coming back, you know, and, mm-hmm. and staying hooked up. And then you, you hear them and they're like a little bit, they've, they've, like I said, they've got off a little bit. I'm not saying off like, like you know, missed it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, they're not talking the same faith and healing that we learn. And that's why it's so important to come back among our brothers yeah. and sisters in, in Christ, you know, and, and I think fellowship is huge. Oh, it's you very know, huge. You know, you know, good Christian fellowship, good Christian friends, because, you know, you are who you hang around. Yeah. Your environment. Your, your environment. Yeah. And, you know, if you hang around, I mean, and I get it, you know, if we work in the world, there's going to be situations where we have business meetings or have to hang around people that, that mm-hmm. might not have the the christian nature we all have maybe their 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 talk isn't the kind of talk that we but but if you hang around them enough they're going to rub off on you right you know and even if you say well no that's not going to happen man you know, how many times have you heard people that do these what we call, we, we call it missionary dating you know they go out you know and turns out that they end up in left field because you know it's you are who you hang around so christian fellowship is real important i think that's why it's really important i mean church isn't just for you to come and hear the preacher. I think churches is a gathering together of believers that are like-minded that can have fellowship with one another. And, 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 you know, that's one thing that we're missing, you know, when you have online church and nothing wrong with, yeah. with online being a backup, yeah. but the Bible says to not forsake assembling ourselves together. Why? Because we admonish each other. We, we, we build each other up, you know, and, and I know Marty, you and I have, have, have had a lot of meals together here recently. We we've, been friends for a long time but we've got to know each other close but that comes you know we we have a closer relationship now than we've had one than before and although we've always loved each other yeah there, there's a, a more of a knowledge because we we talk we communicate yeah. all the time you know you know joke all the time too but <laughs> yeah but, but i mean you know we should do the same thing with jesus mm-hmm. yeah you know exactly. and going back to the old testament so many people don't read the old testament but isaiah the prophet in verse 55, 8, 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts um, than your thoughts. Now, um, understand, it's human nature to have human thoughts. And in life, we're going to have a thought life that might not be holy. You know, it's our, we're going to have our natural thought life, but when our natural thought life doesn't correspond with his thoughts, and that's why Paul talks about casting down imaginations. Yeah. So what's going to happen is whenever there, we have an opportunity to maybe lash out at somebody for the way we were treated by another Christian or even a non-Christian, you know, instead of taking the opportunity to lash out, you know, our, our mind's going to say, we should come back and respond this way. And all of a sudden, on the inside of your heart, you begin to hear his ways, you know, and, you know, his ways are higher than your ways. And we have to renew our mind, like the Bible says, or cast down imagination. And we give people a piece of, 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 of God instead of a piece of our own mind. Yes. And, you know, and it takes some training to do that. And we're not, you know, we've all lashed out and sometimes let our own thoughts override the thoughts that we need to have. But then again, what we need to do as soon as we realize that we've said some things we shouldn't do. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I actually like social media. I, I know that social media has tried to stop a lot of things, yeah. but I do believe it's been an opportunity to reach, 
to reach people that I maybe couldn't have reached before, you know, through that platform, you know, obviously yeah, we use it to not be influenced by, we use yeah. it to influence others. But, but sometimes when social media, you know, and you know, we saw this with president Trump a lot of times. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, his thought, his immediate thought he put out on social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, you know, so it's not always good to put our immediate thoughts on social media because our immediate thoughts are not things we always prayed about. Maybe it's better to pray about it and then put, put your thoughts out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and I'm not just blaming president Trump because was, lo and behold, there's been a lot of ministers, a lot of, a lot of businessmen, other politicians and theologians from the left side, from the right side that, that, you know, we get mad and we, send out this tweet and we're like, well, so-and-so sends a tweet out. Now he retracted it five minutes later, but you know, <laughs> it's out. It's out. Yeah. A hundred thousand people already saw it. And, yeah. and here, here's the copy. Here's what he said. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and careers have been ruined because people yeah. put their thoughts out instead of the, the thoughts of Jesus. But you know what? If we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we don't know his will. We don't know his plan. We don't know, what what is doing and, and I think one of the first things that we need to do and, and I don't know, my grandfather would say this so much and, and you know, and it has been really bearing with us in my heart. You need to find a good local church. It's true. A good local church that preaches the word. You know, yeah. and you know, so number one, find a good local church. Number two, find a local church that preaches the word. Yeah. And you know, and, and that's that's equally as important just because just because they have really good children's and really good youth and you know they have really good music and videos and things you know if they're not preaching the word it doesn't really matter no you know years ago you know rich he's a good friend of mine yeah. with uh, the ambassadors here at yeah. rbtc.org rich came to me years and years ago and he hadn't come to Ramey yet and he's such an amazing man of god and he came to me years and years ago and he wasn't living for god and he was yeah. struggling in and out and he came to me uh, at my office. Uh, I have a business office in Broken Arrow. And he came and sat down and said, I want you to kind of mentor me. I said, or he said, I want, I want a job. I said, I'm not giving you a job. I'll give you one hour a week. Come see me one hour a week. And over about a month, month and a half period of time, we saw each other an hour a week, every day at a certain time or every, you know, one day a week. And basically the main thing I told him was there's three things you need in your life. You need a good church, number one, which he ended up coming to Rama. He did good. And you need a good job, number two, in this order. And then third, you need a good wife. Well, he's done all three, and his life's com completely turned around. Environment, environment, environment is everything. Get around godly people. Shove away people in the world who are trying to drag you down. Yeah, and, and if you are looking for a, a good church, if you go to rhema.org, um, you know, on your browser, um, and if it's on your iPhone, then you might have to put the, you know, don't do the mobile site. You have to go to the main site. And you go down about half, halfway to the page over to the left-hand side, and there's a find a church in your area. And you can find a Rama church in whatever area you might live in. You'll go to each state, and they'll tell all the cities and things like that. You can find out where it is, and then you can do some research about that. Maybe you have multiple churches in your area. You can find out about that. And if for some reason you can't find a good church in your area, for some, some reason, Rama dot tv you can watch all our church services live and um, or, or actually you can go to our youtube and watch Rayma usa channel and watch or watch that live as, as well um you know but you know it would be good for you to find a good church in your area where you so can true. fellowship with with, mm -hmm. uh, with fellow believers 
you know, and, and now our website shows where there's churches, right? Yes, it actually, you, if you go to, to rhema.org, go over there to find a church in your area and then you click on whatever state you're in okay. and, and it'll, it'll, um, have all the, the churches there. I think you can actually click your, click your location and it'll figure out which is the church, you know, which is the closest one. Wow. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing, you know, and, and, and it's, it's rhema grad churches in your area. Now, now, you know, once again, I, I just have to believe that they're that they're teaching the word i think most of them are but you know you know you know sometimes some are, are closer to to us than, than others i mean you know i'm just yeah. you know but you know find a church and and you know what there's some other good churches that are not rhema grad churches that, 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 that do teach the word so i'm not saying mm-hmm. you have to be into rhema rhema church i mean there's a lot of different churches uh, you know yeah. and 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 in fact if you're just looking for a church and, and you can't find one for wherever you might might be just send me an email podcast at rhema.org and, and I'll, I'll help you find a church in your area. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll try to do some research if we don't have Rhema church in your area and I'll try to find a pastor. Um, because I mean, it's really good that you guys get into a, a, a good, yeah. a good church and so important, you know, you know, but also a good church is actually having church services right now. Cause some places aren't, you know, yep, you know I remember when, um, how many times I've heard your, your grandfather talk about an ax where, you know, Paul and Silas were beat and everything else like that. And but when they got done, they came to their own company. Yeah. yeah. And how yeah. many times have we needed prayer for somebody, but we couldn't find somebody? So you'd have to go back to your own company. It's it's a whole lot easier. I heard somebody say this, and I've never ever forgot it. They said one thing about a friend: you can tell them what you've done, and it may be the most horrible thing in the whole world that you did, but they still love you for it. They may rebuke you. And they may chastise you, but they still love you no matter what. And that's the thing I, I love about you know the church. You guys, if I came to you and said, "Hey, I, I got this problem," you know, I, I can expect getting we're getting rebuked, but at the same time, when we're done, you're still going to love me. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, that's one thing. You know, there's rebuke and there's rebuke and love. I mean, obviously, yeah. if, if if you know that someone's going to love you in spite of your issues, you know, but. Those are people you want to talk to. You don't want to talk to people that, that are just going to tear you down. No, religion. You know, and, and that is very religious. In fact, that, that leads me into another scripture. In Matthew chapter 7, verse number 1 says, Judge not, judge not, that you, that you be judged, not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. No, that part's not on there. Well, but, but, you know. It, I know where you're going with this, yes. but I can't figure out why Joshua kept judging Ruth. <laughs> Joshua judges. He's, he's, judges. He's, he's going to the Old Testament. Joshua judges Ruth. Never judges mind. Ruth. That, that's, that's of it. Yeah. Go, go ahead. So, but anyway, the Bible says not to joke. judge people. Now, there are going to be some people that, that do some things maybe that you don't think that they should do or, or you might think it's a sin or whatever but you know what that's between them and god yeah sure. it's not up for you to judge and you know if you don't want to be judged yourself then don't judge others mm-hmm. and with what, whatever judgment you give you know because a, a lot of people want to be really harsh in judgment until they're the ones caught in the sin i guarantee you the holy spirit could show up in the room wherever you are right in the middle of you being so frustrated with this person has done this bad thing the Holy Spirit could fall in the room, open you up like a book, and reveal you to you, and you'll find out real quickly you're probably doing the same things. Yes. I mean, we all fall short of the glory of God. That's why we've got Jesus. That's why we've got the blood. 
You know, and when I when I talk to what we call backslidden Christians, and you know, thank God for opportunity. I've I, I've had a unique opportunity because um because of my loving nature towards people to be able to have an open relationship with, with people who are you might consider backslidden and, and not no not in the church. And the number one reason why they say they don't go to church is because of judgmental Christians in the church. In fact, um, there was a a, a um, young lady who who I talked to actually she she was going to Ram Bible Training College um and she ended up pregnant while she was there was not married um you know and, and she she did drop out and she said that she then but she was still coming to the church but then felt a lot of judgment from from some of the people um you know and, and actually, I think that we should be less, a little less judgmental that, that, you know, that she, she actually had the baby and kept the baby. I mean, sh- shouldn't we be supportive? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, if we're anti-abortion, you know, yeah. and then those kind of things, we should be supportive. Yeah, but yeah. instead of being supportive, and here's what he, she said. She goes, I've never felt judged by you, your dad, or any of the pastoral staff. I've always felt love yeah. and compassion and mercy, but I have felt judged by other students and, and, and um, other church members. Now, this was a long time ago, and actually, what I said, I said, I don't think any of those people, those judgmental people, are still around anymore. You know, and you know, maybe she needed some better friends because, yeah, you know, I mean, most of the people here at Rama are, are like you guys. I mean, we're not going to be judgmental because we're here to root someone on. We're, yeah. we're, we're here because we want to see someone fulfill God's plan for their life. And even, even when we have situations where, unfortunately, you know, we have to let you know if you want to lack a better term, kick someone out of Rama, you know, or sometimes, sometimes it's, it's financial. They couldn't pay the bills. Sometimes it's a, they didn't go to class or, or sometimes they get involved in some things that they really need to get their life together first and then come back, you know, but, but our whole goal is to get them back to, to where, to, you know, get them back in school to, to help them even through their adversity to help them because God does have a plan and a purpose for their life. And, and in this situation, you know, you know, thank God that she wasn't judgmental toward me, but she, she said the number one, the reason why she didn't go to our church or any church, not just our, any church mm-hmm. was because of judgmental Christians, you know, and, and that bothers me because, you know, if there should be someone who shouldn't be judgmental, that's someone. And then I start thinking, well, maybe these people don't have a relationship with Jesus because mm-hmm. Jesus talked about to love one another. He didn't say, you know, church judge one another. You know, he says, he says, do not judge, but to love one another, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the nature of God, you know, and um, man, I, I just want to see the church as a whole have that loving nature. And, it, you know, it's, you know, e- even whenever we, there is correction, it should be correction within love, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I know that I've had the unique ability to sometimes I preach the message and I thought, man, I'm kind of, kind of really cutting people down, you know, but I was, but they I didn't love. I didn't, you know, because people they knew I loved them, and I was never going to judge them for, for it. And, and it always went really well because I, I don't. I mean, I'm not here to hurt someone. I'm here to help someone. Yeah, I'm here to lift them up. I'm here to make them better. Yeah, you know, and that's what Jesus always did. You know, it is funny. You know, I, I guess our last podcast we, we brought in Zacchaeus. You know, the wee little man. The wee little man is he. You know, and, and Jesus could have went to them to him and judged him. He didn't. He went to him and loved him and said, I want to I want to spend some time with you. I mean, how do you think about, you think about, you know, the word made flesh wants to come and spend time with you in your house, you know, and, and, hmm. and that, I mean, that's pretty awesome. And then he says, well, Lord, I don't want you to come to my house. You know, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house, but it's not whether you're worthy or not. Mm-mm. I mean, 
And so maybe, you know, you know what I'm saying? God wants to come to your house. Jesus wants to visit you. And you need to let him in. You know, we, we talked about you know, when we're sinners, he stands at the door and knocks. But some of us, you know, even though we let him in, maybe we kick him back out or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, we need to have that relationship with Jesus. And we need to grow spiritually. Now, actually, we, we have some books on that here at Raymond Bible Church, Kenneth Hingham Ministries, um, you know, Growing Up Spiritually, my yep. grandfather's book. And, and you can find all our material at raymond.org slash bookstore, or you can go to Amazon, actually. You can either order the paperback copy or you can order the digital copy. Except for right now, Don't Be Stupid has actually sold out on Amazon. Um, I had one of my friends actually just promoted the book and they sold out. So in, anyway, wow. they're, they're ordering more, but you can get the digital copy there on Amazon.com. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get the real copy here at, hmm. at, at Raymond.org slash bookstore. Don't be stupid. You know, one of the best books. And, you know, don't be uh, stupid. Yes. And, I'm not know, going to be stupid. Uh, who did you write that book to anyway? Who wrote, that was for you, Marty. Oh, thank, you know, thanks, Pastor. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that was... No, it was actually, <laughs> I, I, that wasn't my original title. And, and, and pe- many people want to know what that book is about. And it's really about the prodigal son story. Yeah. And, and you know, what I showed about in the book, the prodigal son did not take his father's inheritance to go out and, you know, and, 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 you know, make a mess out of life. Whenever he took his father's inheritance, he really wanted to go out and, sh- and show for and make his dad proud. Yeah. I mean, but the reason that he ended up squandering his inheritance is because of the people he surrounded himself with. Yeah, he made it, he, And so he started making stupid decisions. And it's the same type, you know, you know if someone ha- gets an inheritance or maybe they win the lotto or whatever, they come, come up with all, all this money, then people sur- surround you that are not necessarily the go- most godly people and the most people that are really for you. And, you know, they'll try to squander your money and then pretty soon you find yourself in a pig pit. Uh-huh. And many yeah, times yeah. we make what we call stupid choices and we end up in what I call a stupid place, like a pig pen, you know, where you're eating the slop that's made for the pigs. <laughs> and then you remember that, hey, back at home, even even my father's servants had it better than I have it. <laughs> so I'm just going to go back home and be a servant. But whenever he came back home, he found out you're, you're never a servant. You're, you're always a son uh-huh. or a daughter of, of, of God. And uh-huh. so, you know, when you come back home to the father, he's going to let you back in. And, you know, even though you've messed up, even though you made stupid choices and we all can relate. So someone actually told me that that um, there are a lot of prison ministries that have bought that book and taken to prison because these prisoners can really relate to making stupid choices. You know, and I think all of us can relate to making stupid mm-hmm. choices. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and so the, the title of the book's kind of be funny, Don't Be Stupid. But, you know, mm. even though you might get the book, we're all going to make some stupid choices sometimes. Yeah. And one of the stupid choices might be to not show forth God's love and to show, you know, not show forth his mercy to people and to judge people. But, you know, one thing that we can do is when we make a mistake like that is, is go ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, Father, forgive me. You know, you know, for, forgive me for saying that. For, forgive me for doing that. I shouldn't have been like that. For, you know, but but the other side about it is, if we learn His nature ahead of time, and, and we start learning to control our tongue, yeah. then we won't get to that place. You know, and so we need to learn the true nature of God. Yeah. I mean, you know, because that's how relationship with with with, with the Lord, the Lord. And like I said, being a doer of His word, and like I said, Jesus is the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and, it, and it's just so awesome to learn more about Jesus. Well, you guys have anything you want to add? We've kind of gone just, long here on the podcast. But we, just we one can... thing, I, I, when you was talking about that, about not judging people, you notice the Pharisees and the Sadducees were always in judgment, but yes. Jesus never judged. And look at the, he, he went to the, the sinner's house, 
the Pharisees were going, why did your disciples go to the sinner's house? It's because the sinners need a doctor, you know. Them yeah. that are that are sick need the doctor, not judgment. Yeah. So that's that's my two cents in. My last two cents, which is actually just a little bit, is probably about three cents compared to your two. <laughs> three to six. Um, um, the scripture that I've I've been just chewing on um, for you, some you time. You actually chew on your Bible? Yeah, I've got a rubber Bible. Oh, rubber. So it's <laughs> <laughs> got a rubber cover. Um, Psalm 119, 11. Um, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Um, you know, I, I've had a lot of younger men uh, come to me over the years saying, hey, I'm having challenges, just things in life. And I always run this scripture with them, you know, take the word of God. Uh, the amplified version of that says something along the line of um, I have I've treasured your I've treasured your word and hid it in my heart. And so there's this treasuring the word and then but but they always ask me, well, how do I get it in my heart? Well, you meditate the word of God. So you take the word of God concerning, let's just say a healing scripture. You know, where you mentioned that you listen to healing scriptures all the time. <clears throat> I know the healing scripture I love is uh, there. Isaiah is at 53 that um, surely he hath borne my griefs and hath carried my sorrows. Yet I esteem them stricken spent to God for. And it goes on to say, um, and by his stripes, I'm healed. And so I'll just take that and roll it around with my mouth out loud when I'm by myself. Thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. You said in Isaiah 53, I'm healed. Your word declares I'm healed. I'm not moved by what my body says. I believe what the word says. By your stripes, I am healed. If I was healed back then when it was written, I'm healed now. Well, this, what I just did right there was meditating the word. So if you're having trouble with finances, you take finance scriptures and you meditate that way over yourself and you're actually hiding it because you're treasuring it and you're getting it inside you. So you might have a challenge with lust. Go get scriptures that talks about purity and you meditate those scriptures and you're placing them in your heart. And that gives you that spiritual integrity. Your grandpa wrote, uh, preached a message probably in the 70s or early 80s called spiritual integrity. I got it from Berta Bass years ago. Wow. Spirit, I'll get send you a copy of it. Spiritual integrity. And he told the story about when he was at a church ministering and everyone in the church got the flu and they were dropping out like flies. He was there for meeting after meeting. And he come home from a morning service, getting ready for the night service, and he felt the symptoms come. And he said he knelt down, take healing scriptures, and started meditating them and speaking them over himself. And he said he did it 100 times. And then he said, I did it 200 times. I did it 500 times. I did it 800 times. He said, as I sat there, I meditated the word over a 1,000 times, and I could just feel it get in me, and all the symptoms went away. And then I went back that night and ministered healing to people. So it's just getting the word inside our heart, hiding it in there. And speaking of that, you know, actually I was just this week with them, with um, David Ingalls. And, and if you know David Ingalls, he traveled with my grandfather nice. and wrote many songs um, based upon his messages throughout the years. Oh, and, I love him. And um, <laughs> Brother David Ingalls, such a wonderful guy. He, he has Oasis um, Radio Network. Yeah. He also has a church here in Walnut Grove here in town. But his music is so wonderful. And he actually has a song called The Heavenly Flu. And where yeah. my grandfather, you know, talked about, I've never heard of the heavenly flu, you know, heard about Asian flu, swine flu, whatever. And this is way before COVID-19, you know, yeah. or, 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 you know, and, and either H1N1. So we're talking about different kinds of flu, but, you know, 
we 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 are a child of the of heaven. You know, we need to get a hold of the heavenly flu, and the heavenly flu, you know, gets rid of any other kind of flu, which mm-hmm. is not really a flu. And so, if you want to look that up, and I'm sure it's on YouTube, you know, or, or somewhere online. It's called the Heavenly Flu by, by yeah. David Ingalls, and you know, it's just some a song that he got from my grandfather's, you know, um, thing. I think probably talking about the flu um, back then that he was that was going on and closing down schools and everything um, back in I don't know fifties, forties, wherever wherever it was, and you know. Um, the thing about it is, you know, I, I had one of my friends just posted on, on Twitter kind of jokingly. He says, hey, you know, um, the CDC says we can take our, our mask off because Jesus is a healer again. You know, which, oh. which, which um, you know, that's kind of the interesting part about it is, is that we all know Jesus is the healer. Mm-hmm. You know, it says it in the Old Testament, it says it in the New Testament, First Peter 2, 24, by his stripes we were healed, you know, which, is, which is quoting yeah. back in Isaiah. Yeah. You know, and so it's interesting that, I mean, it told us in Isaiah way, you know, way before Jesus was even you know even born of, you know, as as a man and died died you know it was a once again a type in the shadow that Cliffy Pooh talks about in his minor prophet prophets classes you know and things like that um, you know it's it's just awesome yeah how good God yeah. is God's good His Word Amen and so maybe you're out there and you're, you're like man I I need I need to to learn what the Bible says or or maybe you actually feel a definite call to the ministry. I encourage you to check out Rama Bible Training College, and our website is rbtc.org. If you'll go there, and um, you know, you can go there and apply today. Maybe you already know. Just just go and apply, or, or um, if you want some more information, we we encourage you to give us your email, give us your phone number, and we're going to have one of our student ambassadors reach out to you, talk to you about Rama, and you know, encourage you to come, and you know, it, it'll be life changing. Um, to come and, and learn about the Word of God, or maybe if you feel called to the ministry, and we'll talk to you all about it, rbtc.org. Once again, if you are, in wherever you might be, and you're looking for a home church in your area, if you go to our website, rhema.org, that's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, and you go down a, about half the page, go to the, to the left-hand side, there's a find a church in your area, or probably if you just go to the helps you know thing, we have tons of stuff on our on our website. In fact, you know, you can listen to this podcast right there on the website. You know, we love our listeners. And like I said, once again, we would love to hear from you, podcasts at rhema.org. And, you know, also, you know, you can, um, you know, find us on Instagram and on Facebook Live. We just encourage you to share this podcast with, with, with your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones, maybe even people you don't even like. And, yeah, um, you that's know, a good thing to do. Yeah, it's a good yeah. thing to do, you know. And, you know, but what's more important, we, we want you to put into practice what you hear here. Yes, yes, we, we, we want you to, to be a doer of God's word. We want you to have a better relationship with Jesus Christ, you know. And it's so important to fulfill God's plan and his purpose for your life. Mm-hmm. Amen. We want to end today's podcast like we went in every podcast here at Rama. We're bringing hope, oh, help, and healing to, to the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time.